Welcome to the So Powerful Podcast. This is your host, Jan Cancilla. You know the sound of my sewing machine means it's time for another episode. So let's get started. Hello, today we are going to be speaking with a purse maker who lives in Europe, and she's going to tell us exactly where in just a moment. You are going to meet Myra Lehman, who is very active in her adopted home country, and she practices Tai Chi. She's a baker, she's a purse maker, and she is just a wealth of knowledge. So let's get right to it. Hello, Myra, how are you? Hi, Jan, I'm just fine. Well, let's end, end the suspense. Where are you speaking to us from today? From Sweden. The city we live in now is Frövde. By train, it takes us two hours to get to Stockholm. Well, okay, since you're in Sweden, say hello to everyone in Swedish, if you don't mind. Sure. Hey, son, allihopa, och välkomna till Sverige. I said hello, everyone. Welcome to Sweden. Oh, that, that's lovely. So where are you from originally? I'm a Hoosier. I was born in Indianapolis, Indiana. So the area that you live in, in Sweden, how would you describe the topography? What is it like? What is the weather like? Strangely enough, if I talk about the climate, it often mirrors what is in Indiana, except that our summers do not get as hot. Interesting. Now, Myra, you live in an apartment in Sweden. I can see, and I know our listeners can't, but I can see your very cozy sewing alcove right there. Can you describe what you have and how you set that up? Yes. Well, I call it my sewing nook. Okay. And it's an, it's an Ikea closet that you can put either shelves or you can hang things in. And it's double doors. And then they have something called a pull-out drawer. And when I close the doors, then it's a mirror. I have a wall of mirrors here. I can sit here day or night. And so, and if somebody comes and I want to put things away, all I do is close the doors. Well, that's very clever. I see a bunch of red notebooks up there. Tell us what those are for. Yes, they are filled with patterns from Pixie Fair. Like many other people, I discovered Pixie Fair years ago, started sewing, as many others, started sewing American Girl doll clothes for our two granddaughters. For the first Christmas after they got their dolls, I had all of these original American Girl doll patterns, and they each got to choose one of the girls. And our oldest granddaughter chose Kirsten, which is a Swedish girl. So she has the whole Kirsten wardrobe. And the other one has Samantha's. And then I got to looking for patterns and the rest is history. Well, absolutely. Okay. Well, we're going to get into a lot more about sewing here in just a minute. But I want you to talk a little bit about how did you end up in Sweden? Why Sweden? And when? <laughs> well, we have been here since 1972. I met my husband at the University of Arizona in Tucson. And I was right out of high school and got a job there in, as a secretary in the College of Agriculture. 
And he was a grad student at the time working on his master's. And, and we got married. And further down the line, there had been someone visiting from Sweden in Tucson. And when he came back to Sweden, he was supposed to start a research project working on, of all things, hybrid barley. And then as soon as he got back here, he was promoted to head of the department. So they were looking for someone to take over this program. And he knew that he had worked with Louis at the time. And he heard through the grapevine that Louis was working for a, a job. And so he, Louis was offered to come to Sweden for a year and start up this research project, get it going. After a year, if it was going good, we, it would either be extended or either part could say goodbye. So we said, okay, we can do that for a year. And our daughter, we have one daughter, she was not quite two at the time. So we said, yeah, well, we can stay a maximum of five years because we wanted to get back to the States before she started school. Well, famous last words. <laughs> We're still living here. Well, she lives here. That's why we live here. Oh, gotcha. Uh, we can walk to her house in about 20 minutes. Oh, very nice. Well, and, okay. So besides yeah. your family, you keep busy with quite a few other activities. Yes. Uh, explain to us what Shigong is. Well, I lead groups in both Shigong and Tai Chi. And Shigong is slow exercise. If you think of Tai Chi as being slow, Shigong is also slow. The difference is, is that in Tai Chi, you're moving and you do things in a certain sequence. Whereas in Shigong, you just do one thing and several times and then you'll do another thing several mm -hmm. times. Mm -hmm. Okay. So many people think it's easier to do Shigong, but Tai Chi, I teach for fall prevention. Oh, nice. Very nice. Okay. And you also belong to another group, and I might not be pronouncing this correctly, but is it Vasa Order of America? Yes. And that is a friendship organization between Sweden and the United States. If we go back to the beginning of the 20th century in the 1900s, there were actually more Swedes living in New York City than in Stockholm. Huh. There was a huge migration from Sweden, and it's much uh, the same reason as why people went from Ireland. Mm -hmm. They were having difficulty growing enough food for everyone. Mm -hmm. And someone went to the States, sent back these terrific letters about how <laughs> great it was, and a lot of them went up to Minnesota and found areas that reminded them of Sweden. And hey, at that time, free land. They could become farmers and own their land. Well, and now speaking of farm, I've seen something on your Facebook page called Louis Pumpkin Patch. Explain who is Louis and what is his pumpkin patch? Well, Louis is my husband uh -huh. and he has been growing pumpkins since he was 10 years old in California. And ever since then, that's been his hobby. So he started growing pumpkins when we lived down in southern Sweden. And there he had quite a large area. 
and we had difficulty getting rid of all of them because this was his hobby. It wasn't his day job. And he didn't grow just pumpkins for Halloween. He would have over 200 different varieties at one time. And he's grown probably 300 altogether. But today it has gone down. After we moved here, we've been along on a harvest festival at the end of every September. And it has been the place to go for people who wanted pumpkins or winter squash. In Sweden, everything that we would call winter squash, they call pumpkins. So it's all... Why don't we take a quick break and listeners have a paper and pencil ready because when we get back, Myra is going to share her recipe for Mm -hmm. strawberry muffins and she posted a picture. They look so delicious. You're going to be surprised what the main ingredient is. So let's take a break. Listen, listen to our message here, but get your paper and pencil ready. So Mm -hmm. we'll be back in just one minute. Have you gotten the second edition of the We Are So Powerful book. This updated version of the original bestseller, 4.9 out of 5 stars, by the way, is again authored by So Powerful co-founders Jason and Cinnamon Miles. It is available on Amazon in paperback or for your Kindle reader. This latest edition is packed full of moving stories about how So Powerful came to be, the volunteers who make it happen, and the way this small movement has grown into a global mission to break the cycle of poverty through education and the dignity of work. And don't forget, when you place your order, if you use smile.amazon.com and designate So Powerful as your preferred charity, Amazon will donate a portion of your purchase right back to So Powerful. And now back to our podcast. Welcome back. We have been speaking with Myra Lehman and she is in Sweden and she has been sharing her very busy life with us. And she's very active on Facebook and posts a lot of really delicious looking baked goods. And so I'm pressing her for the recipe for her strawberry muffins. So Myra, tell us about these muffins. Well, I use Bisquick. That's my big secret. <laughs> and so you can go on Betty Crocker's homepage and look up Bisquick recipes, and that's it. Um, they have a recipe for berry muffins, and I think that's the one I use. And the reason I've been making strawberry muffins is that I showed you what our balcony looks like, and there's a large planter, the whole width of that. And most of ours is taken up by strawberry plants. So the strawberries I've been using now are from last year's crop. So I'm trying to empty my freezer before the new ones start coming. Because last year, Louie would go out about every other day and pick about a half a gallon of wonderful, wonderful strawberries, nice and sweet and big. So a lot of them ended up in the freezer because no way could we eat that many every other day. Oh, my goodness. Well, okay. Now, how has COVID affected life in Sweden and how has it impacted your ability to travel to the United States? Well, as far as traveling to the United States, we were headed there when COVID hit 
And when the boundary were closed to the United States, we were supposed to fly to Texas just a couple of weeks after that. We consider ourselves lucky, lucky that we fastened on this side of the Atlantic so that we could be at home. Mm-hmm. But we would have spent time there and then we were going to take a cruise back and that cruise was also canceled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As far as affecting, yes, it has had an impact, but we haven't had any complete shutdowns as a lot of places have had. The only thing that's been completely shut down have been the elderly care homes because some of them were hit very hard in the very beginning. But we haven't been wearing masks. It's only been more recently that they ask us to have masks on if we're on public transportation. A lot of people will will wear masks to the grocery store. And we have found a time to go shopping when no one else is there, or very few people. And the only others we see are other retirees, Mm -hmm. and we're all usually wearing masks. Mm -hmm. But there has been no law. I know we spent some time in Spain now over Christmas and New Year. And there it was the law. As soon as you went out the door, you had a mask on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And here it's more if there's a crowd, if there's more people. Where we live, we're close to very nice walking paths and nature. So you see people out walking and we meet our neighbors outside and say hi and everything. I saw before a tub of purses that you had intended to bring to the United States that you've been making. So tell us a little bit about your involvement with So Powerful. How did you hear about it to begin with? Well, the same as I know other people have heard, it was somehow through Pixie Fair, if it was in one of their emails, I can't remember, but Mm -hmm. I saw something about it and I started looking at it. So I decided to make some purses and take with me to the States. So those were the first ones I took. And I thought it was a great ministry. And the thing that caught my eye was the fact that you're helping them to help themselves. You're not just giving them money or just giving them things. They produce their own things. And as you know, it's a viable enterprise. Sure. And so you were taking the purses back to the United States because it was more economical to ship them within country. Is that right? Yes, that's part of it. And right now, I've been considering shipping, but the past year, the mail between Sweden and the United States, it's taken a month for just a regular letter Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to get back and forth. So put them in the the bottom of my suitcase, whatever suitcases we have, and then I bring new supplies back. Well, that's very cool. Well, and I do want to say that we do have in some countries a purse collector so that you can mail within country and then the purse collector consolidates and ships them all to the United States, usually in the fall of the year or when she gets a good quantity. So I don't know if it's better for you to ship to Sandy Sim in the UK or Elaine Swords in Scotland, but we do have, you know, those couple of options. Do you have any advice or suggestions for listeners who are international? What 
rewards and what challenges might they face by being a part of So Powerful? What have you experienced? Well, I think my reward is I enjoy sewing as everyone else does. I don't need any clothes anymore. And of course, I sew a lot of doll clothes still. But it's something that I feel that I'm helping someone. And if I can help keep even one girl in school, that's a win. And I've been rereading the So Powerful book. I bought it when it very first came out. I was one of the first ones to download the Kindle version. And so I've been rereading that now. And I just agree with everything that's in that book. My one, if you want to call it a problem, the Swedes are very good at English. If you meet anyone, I would say 50 or under, their English is going to be extremely good. But people who are 65 and older here, didn't start learning English until they were older. Here, they start learning English in school in, I think it's the third grade. Mm -hmm. And of course, they hear English all the time. So that's part of life. But like I say, when you get the older ones and the ones I would be talking to about sewing, I would have to tell them in Swedish. Mm -hmm. I actually sent the pattern to one of my Tai Chi participants and I know that she has sewn one purse. Oh, nice. And I think she'll continue. But right now she's at, a, at her summer cottage. So I'm anxious to see how she followed the instructions and if she got the size right and all that. Because here we use centimeters. And of course, if you cut out the pattern, you, you have that. But if you're using a rotary cutter, you're going more by measurements. Right, right. And I'm anxious to see if she got the strap the right length. I told her what it was in centimeters. And so I would have to explain all of these things. If I go somewhere, I very seldom use a purse. But if I'm going to use a purse, I grab one of the so powerful purses and take it with me. And if I get a chance, I tell about it. And so I've had several people here give me fabrics to use to make purses. Oh, how nice. Very nice. Well, Myra, I, I want to thank you so much for your time and sharing your fascinating life and background. Oh, my goodness. And, you know, I often say since I've retired, I've never been busier in my life. And that probably applies to you as well. I worked 20 years in a bank here in Sweden. And it seemed like, you know, I'd come home from work and I would sew in the evening. I sewed all my daughter's clothes. I sewed shirts for Louis. And you see big tears on his face today because I haven't sewn him a shirt and I don't know when. And he's wondering <laughs> when to. Keep making purses. <laughs> yes, yes. And it just seems like I honestly don't know how I ever had time to work because I, I do have a lot to keep me busy. Sure and I have you. not been bored one single day since the pandemic started. Well, that's right. Well, Myra, again, thank you so much. And it's been a joy to speak with you. We look forward to seeing your posts in Facebook. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. If what you've heard today inspires you to want to make a difference, I urge you to explore the So Powerful website at 
www.sopowerful.org. That's S-E-W-P-O-W-E-R-F-U-L dot O-R-G. The website has great information about the organization. It's where you can download the free purse patterns or even make a donation. We hope you will join us again next week when we bring you another So Powerful story. Thanks for listening. Now, go out and have a So Powerful day.